Welcome to this episode of Bible Talk. I am your host, Angie Bauman, and with me again is my co-host, Susie Crosby. Susie, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Angie. I'm excited. Uh, Me too. Me too. Susie is the author of the devotional, Just One Word, a book of 90 devotions, all based around using one word to set our minds on the never-ending power of God's work in our lives. And so because Susie uses one word to find life application and because the step-by-step Bible study method uses one word to find life application, Susie is the perfect person to host these Bible talk bonus episodes with me. And so our verse today that we are going to, as I like to say, camp on is from this week's podcast episode with Christian fiction author, Julie Lessman. And if you haven't had a chance to listen yet, Julie was our guest for actually the fall virtual book club. And she joined Lisa and Maria and I, those are familiar voices to you. Maybe if you've been listening very long and she joined us to talk about her historical romance, A Passion Most Pure. And it's the first book in a series of six about the O'Connor family living in Boston during World War I. And this first book focuses on a love triangle that develops with the two oldest sisters in the family. And during the interview, Julie talked to us about her calling from God to write about passionate romantic relationships that align with God's instruction for instructions for us around covenant relationship and sexual intimacy. And she also shared how some people have been critical about the topic and how she's dealt with that criticism, that pushback kind of in light of her calling, because I don't know about you, Susie, but I am also somebody, I can step out in something. And if somebody says, you shouldn't do that, then it makes me want to shrink back. And I question myself. Right. And so Julie was kind of sharing some of that angst with us. And she shared the verse that we're going to use today for this episode. And it's the focus of our study. And it's Psalm 139, 23, and I'm going to read it from the NIV. And Julie was talking about just kind of her own feelings when she was still just sort of wrestling with that in that place of kind of angst. And Psalm 139, 23 says, search me, God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And so we're going to start with Susie and Susie, I love that we, we do this independently and then we get together and see what we learn. So I always think this is going to be fun. So we're going to start with Susie. And I wondered if you would maybe read the verse again from maybe one of what it a version that you used as you were studying and tell us what word you focused in on and what did you learn? Yes, Angie, I used the NIV also. Um, and I like so many of the words I started out with search and anxious, but I really came back to the word test. Mm. Um, I'm a teacher, so I have some mixed feelings about tests. Uh, and, um, I also was a very, um, performance oriented student. And so, um, the word test, um, sometimes makes me more anxious, but I wanted to kind of explore like, what was this psalmist saying? Like, what did he really want God to do? Mm. So, um, I look, I always like to look up the word first to get the definition of uh, the word that I'm studying before I write about it or, or, um, do any more, um, studying and I, and test is defined as to try or to check out, um, to examine, look over closely to investigate or to measure. And sometimes I like to look up the opposite of a word and 
I love um, that you do that, by the way. There really actually wasn't one for tests that I could find, but I was just thinking that in my opinion, the opposite of to test something would be to show kind of a lack of interest or it, um, an in, indifference, I guess. Yeah. Like you're not curious or don't care about something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's sort of like Susie Crosby's version of her, of a thesaurus because there, <laughs> I could not find one. <laughs> so, well, that um, probably like verbs, verbs probably don't have as much of the opposite, no. do they? I guess. Yeah. No. Well, I guess some do. I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I can't think of what the, how, how I would define the opposite yeah. of test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I guess I, I think there's two applications to, to testing that I really um, spent some time with. And one that I know nothing about is testing metal. And, and I think testing metal um, is probably the closest connection to the word in this Psalm. Here, if we go, and you'll probably talk more about the um, biblical. Um, yes, but test is not my word. So, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Actually, okay. We just pick different ones. That's yes, fun. Preview, right. preview. Okay. So testing metal is done for um, a couple of reasons. One, the, um, the testers need to identify the metal and they need to see what it's made of. And then they need to check its quality and metal has different levels of hardness or strength or um, elasticity. And then there's a cool thing that they're looking for. It's called fracture toughness. So (laughs) I guess, um, testing a metal is, um, similar in a way to testing students, which is the other, um, aspect of testing that I kind of wanted to talk about because I am a teacher and, um, when we're testing students, um, we really want to know like what they know and what they need to know. So kind of like you're trying to figure out what a metal is, has already got in it. What's it, what are its strengths or its qualities? And like, and there are, there is the option of like adding to a metal to strengthen it or, um, prepare it for the job that it needs to be used for, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And so testing students, um, this is where I, I struggle a bit because I was a student who took tests to try to be in the certain percentile or to be, um, to be measured or ranked or labeled or qualified. It's kind of how I viewed a testing situation and it was stressful, but I was a, I kind of would rise to that occasion. Um, and since then, I've seen a lot of students who struggle with test anxiety and felt really compassionate for them. And I, and now that I work at a kindergarten school where we really wouldn't want them to experience anxiety around any kind of tests, I realized that we test them five times a year on something called the benchmark. And all we really want to do with that is not rank them, not label them, not, um, not qualify them necessarily. What we want to do is we want to help them. We want to say, okay, you, you know this, but you don't know this yet. So how can I be different? How can I work differently with you to help you learn it? Or how can I help you get there? Or how can I help meet that need or make that growth happen? So I really believe in testing, um, for that purpose to, to meet kids needs and to help figure out how I can change to make them, um, 
to make them more successful or help them understand something better. So I could go on and on about testing, but I'm going to stop there and just say that I think it's actually a really good process. And I think if we ask, if the psalmist is asking God, and if we ask God to test our hearts or test us and know our anxious thoughts, we're really just asking him to see what we need, see what we Ooh. need, you know, and how he can help so us. Beautiful. The, the idea of trust came to my mind as you were talking, because it can be a gentle loving process. If we trust the tester, right. If, if the, if the tester has our best interests at heart and we believe that, then we can be honest about what we know or don't know, or we can be receptive to the evaluation even, right? Because as you're saying, all I'm doing is helping you understand the areas where you need something added with, with the metal so that you can become stronger for the task I'm calling you to, right? Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful, Susie. I like that so much. I like that. I went in a completely different direction, completely different, but I, I, but it's good too. I think. Yeah. So I, I use the NIV search me, God, and know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. And my word is search actually. Mm. And that the Hebrew word for search is hakar. And it means to explore, to examine thoroughly, to penetrate, to try and the theological word book of the Old Testament defined it like this. It can refer to the initial phases or to the end result, but always suggests a diligent, difficult probing. God probes mm -hmm. the heart and examines the mind. And if there is sin and unfaithfulness in it, he is not deceived. And I would add to that in the Angified version, if we, if we are open to it, that searching, that testing, I almost suggest that our words mm -hmm. search and test are very similar. Actually, we picked different words, but we, but we actually are. I said we were going in a different direction, but I not so much maybe, right. If we're open to it, he reveals to us what he sees, right. Cause he's not surprised. He's like the, he's like the lawyer that only asks the question that he already knows the answer to, right. Like I already know what's going on here, but this process actually is if we will allow it, then we will see he'll reveal what he sees. So we're not deceived either. Because that's the thing. I think like if we're a metal that thinks that we're strong enough to handle a certain task, but he knows you put that weight on you and you're going to buckle, right? That's not going to, you're not going to be able to hold that. And so, but I know how to help you get to a place where you can, that you, you can do that. And there's that trust, right? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that your word search and my word test, you said one of the definitions of search was to try. Yes. And that was the first one I had listed um, mm -hmm. in the words I found that, that define to test. So I think they are sort of um, similar asking, yeah. asking the same thing. Yeah. When I, when I did my word study, it reminded me of after I was in a car crash and they, um, I had internal injuries and I was strapped to a board and they did this. I don't even know exactly what I was in, but some kind of like MRI machine or something like that. And they like took pictures of everything, right? Like, uh, like head to toe, they were taking all kinds of pictures because they were looking 
for the places in me that were broken, injured, damaged, and needed expertise in order to heal. And that it made me think of that because they just were probing. They were examining, they were thoroughly searching, you know, testing, if you will, kind of in the same, because we're like, we're looking for the weakness because we have the expertise It's an imperfect illustration because they're not God, but you know, we have the expertise to find this and reveal it and then heal it, uh, you know, mostly whatever. And I, th- I thought about that process with our heart, the way God is like, especially when we're talking about our anxiety, because anxiety can lead to sin as because, ang- uh, because the enemy will tempt us in our anxiety to solve the problem ourselves, Right. That's kind of that weak structure, that weak metal, if you will. And so if, but if we cast our cares on him, first Peter five, seven, right. That is the way to strengthen that. And when, I don't know about you, Susie, but sometimes I don't even know what, that I am anxious or that I'm feeling that way, um, until I get quiet and he sort of like points out, Oh, this makes me emotional. Say he points out how scared I am about something Mm -hmm. and I'm just pushing through trying to get it done or trying to do it or, you know, um, to be strong. And, um, then he shines that light on there and says, actually, this part is pretty, pretty shaky, sweetheart. Yeah. And, um, but it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, that's where that trust. Yeah. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that is risky to say, to say to someone, search me, test me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of us would rather not Yes. Be searched or tested. We just yeah. rather, like you said, kind of plow through yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, and not know mm-hmm. some of those things. I think it's, it is very vulnerable, but it's such a catalyst for growth. Yes. Yeah. So. In, in several ways. I mean, one in our own self-growth, as we learn skills to maybe not be anxious or to take our anxiety to the Lord faster, um, but also just in that trust muscle as we build that trust muscle and because the enemy, I, I, this is true for me. I, I, I think this is probably universal, universally true that, you know, the enemy would like for us to be scared of allowing this process, inviting this process, right. Lately. For God to look deep into us. Cause he'll tell us that revelation will lead to condemnation. Like, you know, if he knows what's really going on in there or whatever, but the thing is we forget so easily forget. He already knows, right. This is right. not, he's not testing so that he knows he knows. And, um, and it's in, it's in this process that he's inviting us to know so that he can shed that light, that healing light. Um, in those places of darkness, Romans eight twenty eight is an often quoted verse that promises us God will work all our things together for the good of those who love him, right? Psalm 145, 13 reminds us that God is trustworthy in all his promises. And second Peter three, nine helps us understand that God is not slow in keeping his promises, even though sometimes it seems like he is, but God is patient with us in keeping his promises. And I think, you know, for me, you put all that those things together. And it's like what he reveals to us, he will restore when he finds not that he needs to find because he's, he already knows, but when he reveals those broken, damaged, wounded, anxious parts in us, he will then begin the process of restoring, redeeming, forgiving, and working together for good. Right. Um, this is a, and sometimes it's a slow process. I think about, again, about my own experience with the accident. I mean, I did just because they found out things were broken. Didn't mean it healed, healed right away. <laughs> it took time. It took physical therapy and surgeries and, you know, different kinds of things, but it did heal, but it did heal. Yeah. Um, and those and- things wouldn't have been successful without knowing 
what was yeah. going on mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. 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 And it, as much as that, as much as the healing process was painful, it would be much more painful to be living with, uh, broken things in me. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So other, other takeaways, that's good stuff, Susie. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. I am just feeling like I'm learning as much as I ever have in these little Me sessions. Too. I love it because, um, putting your together, uh, your ideas together with mine is just, um, I feel like God's just kind of electric. It's, I, mean, I love it. Like, yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It feels electric. And I, um, I love how it, how it connects. So I guess I wanted to, um, to kind of reiterate the fact that the part about the metal, um, that, you know, so it tests and it's, you know, it's lacking in something. Right. And that used to really scare me. So oh, God's going to test me and I'm, and find out I'm lacking in something or I'm not, I are scared. Like you said, I'm scared there, or I'm not, you know, um, as equipped as I'd hoped for this task or the anxiety is unfounded. And I'm focusing on that too much or whatever is revealed in this test, just like a metal. Um, it doesn't mean that that's the end. It's not like pass fail. Oh, you're out. You know, it's not that kind of a test. It's not pass fail with God. It's, um, just like with a metal, the, the needed ingredients can be added yeah. or with a student, the, the intervention can be yeah. organized and the, the fundamentals the, can be practiced. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you can bring the student to the place they need to be. You can change the metals quality to be strengthened for the job. And I think that just encourages me so much that with God, it's not like, Oh, you know, these, this is the pile of the, the failed papers and you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to get to do this job yeah. for me. I don't think that's what he's saying. When, no. he's, when we're asking to him to test us, we're saying, um, help us get there. Yeah. Oh, I love that. When we're asking him to test us, we're simply saying, help us get there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That metal, the thing with the metal, I'm going to hang on to that. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We're going to close here. I think that's a perfect way to end. Susie, thank you again so much for doing this with me. Thank you, Angie. And thanks friend for listening until next time. Peace.